Welcome to How Soccer Explains Leadership. I'm Phil Dark, your host, and today we have a little something special for you. Normally we have a guest uh, that shares a lot of great wisdom, but today we are going to share with you one of the first episodes of our sister podcast, Coaching Character. I'm actually a co-host on that show as well. The My co-host on that show is Coach Greg Rosler. You're going to learn about him. You're going to learn about what that show is. But really, the reason why we're doing this is twofold. One is we, we really wanted to take a little break from uh, you know, for the end of the year, as you hopefully are from your the normal crazy busyness of your life. But we also wanted to introduce this show to you because it really is a very similar audience that we expect for coaching character as for how soccer explains leadership. Really, how soccer explains leadership, the idea is we're taking these great principles that we learn from the beautiful game and we are really taking them to the world outside the pitch. We're showing how... Um, life and leadership really are explained a lot by the things we learn from the beautiful game. And Coaching Character, this new podcast that's actually launching on January 5th, is such that that podcast, really the idea is we are taking these principles from leadership, from the character lessons and integrity and things that we're learning in the, the world outside of the sport, and we're bringing it to help coaches uh, learn how they can apply these principles to their practices and to the game. So without more from me today, I'm going to introduce now the Coaching Character Podcast. Welcome to the Coaching Character Podcast, where we coach coaches to coach character. Here are your hosts, Coach Roz and Phil Dark. Welcome to Coaching Character. My name is Greg Rosler, Coach Roz. I'm with Phil Dark. I'm excited about us getting to uh, partner on this, Phil, and see where it goes. Let's get started. Yeah, for sure, man. This is this is an exciting time. I'm really excited. And we're just going to start with the idea of why we are doing this podcast. So, Greg, you know, why don't you get started on that? Why, why don't you just share your why? why? Why the heck? We could be doing a bunch of other things right now. <laughs> Both you and I are busy. We'll get into our bios here in a minute. But of all the things that we could be doing, we chose to do this. So why? Well, I believe... Uh, you and I are kindred souls in that we're coaches uh, at our core. And we believe, and I believe, that coaches have probably one of the best platforms in the country today for dissemination of information and particularly character, which is what I'm passionate about. So if you think about uh, the platform, youth sports, high school sports, we have, a, we have a captive audience. If you think about coaches being the disseminator of that information, we have qualified coaches with training. And imagine what we could do in changing the, the culture and implementing character at, at a grassroots level. That's what excites me. And I know you and I have talked about that for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's something that I've talked with a lot of people about. You know, the, the kids for science out there. So you have 
the the idea out there that mothers and fathers are obviously critical to the lives of their children, right? So if you're missing one of those, then that that's a massive a massive deal. As you'll find out throughout this podcast, I work with fatherless children. I work with orphan and vulnerable kids from all over around the world. So that's not what necessarily we're talking about on this show. But the coach can can often fill that fill that void. But also after the age of 12, really the parents are not the main influencers on the children anymore, which is crazy. In either of our houses. Well, well, anywhere really. The peers usually are, but also coaches. I think coaches are able to come in and they're that, they're that adult voice coming in that are not the parents because oftentimes any parent will tell you their kids think they know it all, but they're also, they're listening to the parents and those parents are still impacting, yes. And my kids, I'm still have an influence on them. I'm not saying I stopped parenting at age 12, but I know as a coach, they're hearing things differently from me. So oftentimes I'll actually go to my kids' coaches and say, hey, can you say this to my kids about, not necessarily about, you know, life, deep life issues, but about whether it's the soccer, whether it's, you know, football, in your case, whether, you know, I'm coaching baseball, whatever it may be, to be able to have that other person speaking truths into their kids' lives. And so, as I've talked with a lot of people, though, we have an amazing platform as coaches. You can use that for good or for bad. And I've seen coaches do both. Well, just backtracking your own sports experience, and it can be sports that anybody listening uh, can relate to. There is a, uh, there's an ingrained voice of a coach in our past, either in a positive manner or a negative manner, that is just embedded in our soul. And, and oftentimes with, the, with kids and families that you and I work with, that that has been embedded is not necessarily a positive thing. Yep. So coaches today really have to understand the level of impact that they have with the child and with the family. And if they're trained, and, and this is where this is where I think there's a tremendous void, and, and over episodes we're going to cover this, what if they're trained in language and in uh, behavioral profiling? What if they were trained to understand the power of their words not in an X's and O's factor, but in a in in more important issues like character, empathy, how you treat a woman, how you treat a man, how you interact with an adult. Those are the lessons that that coaches can can send to their team that lasts a lifetime. And I just think there's a tremendous void, and there's plenty of evidence. And we'll talk about this. Yeah. There's plenty of evidence of those voids. Absolutely. No, and so I think that to, to kind of shore up that the why conversation and just to kind of put it into put it into a little package, uh, which hopefully we'll be able to do each episode, is the idea of the intentionality that goes behind this. So it's not just saying we need to coach character, so let's just go out and coach character. Now we're going to give actual intentional ways in each practice that you can take portions of your practice and teach certain things. Coach Roz over here, as we're going to get into now, we're going to transition into kind of who we are. Why the heck would you listen to us talk about this? You could listen to a bunch of different people talking about these different ideas. You can listen to leadership podcasts. You can listen, you can read books from different people. So why would you want to listen to us talk about these things? And so I'm going to just 
let you, Greg, go first because we often, as we often say, age before beauty. So this is an audio podcast, so you have no way to test whether that is actually true out there unless you're watching the video, which we have as well. So, Greg, why don't you go first and introduce yourself, you know, talk about your books, which is one of the reasons why I think they will listen to you on this topic, and uh, everything else that makes you you. Well, you threw me a curveball because I was getting ready to say, let me tell the audience about what I know about Phil and why you're qualified. And I was going to really be edifying to you. Okay. And so then you threw me a I, curveball. Now I, I, I totally I totally blew that one. So, yeah, so you can do that later. We'll off, do that. Off, okay. the, off camera. We'll do, off yeah, camera. I, so, so I owe you one. Uh, at my core, I'm a coach. I have a nonprofit organization that mentors at-risk kids and kids with developmental differences. And I'll, I'll throw some statistics at you that, that most people are probably aware of. In our country today, two out of five kids are living in a home without their biological father. Mm-hmm. A third of the kids in our country are being raised by a single mom. And uh, over half of our kids can't read at grade level. 125,000 kids carrying guns to school. That's in our country today, Phil. Now, I work in the war zone in the inner city where those statistics are st- are significantly higher. Mm-hmm. So I'm a coach. I've just used the sport as the as the candy and the and the gathering place for kids that desperately want some attention. And I've spent 15 years of my life doing that. It's evolved into uh, into my organization called Playmakers. But what we have found in this laboratory is the toughest of tough kids and the kids that have the least, there's plenty of evidence that they will do the most and they're the most hungry for structure, for character, for somebody that they can look at and trust uh, that's not just yelling at them or isn't going to be there because they've had plenty of people that, uh, that are not there. So that's the environment that I navigate in, and it's just been a tremendous laboratory. Yeah. How about you? Well, I, I still think you, you left out a few things. You, you left out, you know, did you ever play football? I, I, I heard you played a little bit. You dabbled in the game. A, a little bit. Uh, my, my college football experience was at San Diego State. I'm an Aztec. Uh, I was briefly an Oakland Raider, and the joke is – the lie of the length of my career gets longer as time goes by. There's fewer people alive to dispute it. That's so right. another couple of years, I may be all pro. That's Who true. Knows? Well, they didn't have video back then, right? <laughs> exactly. So yeah, yeah. yeah. My so my stats are on microfiche. Yeah, right. Okay. So, good. Good. Uh, but but seriously, that's just a collection of experiences. Some positive, some negative. Right. That I've over the years tried to unpack and try to give the positives to the kids, keep the negatives right. <laughs> away from them. And um, and it's been a, a magnificent journey. Yeah. And you have three books. Is that right? I've got three books. Uh, do you know the titles of them? I do. It's okay. Coaching for Character. Um, and uh, one is Coaching for the Bigger Win. They're available on Amazon. Uh, and they're primarily manuals to help a single mom or uh, work with their child using a coach. The most recent uh, book is is kind of my own personal journey uh, through coaching and uh, and co-authored with Harrison Phillips, who's one of our playmakers, who's currently a Buffalo Bill, and we'll talk more about him in some of these episodes as well. 
Yeah. In fact, so, we're going to have Harrison on as our, our guest, our first guest, and uh, the next oh. episode will be with, with Harrison. Yeah. And we'll hopefully be able to get him back and have little spots to talk about different yeah. things that, that's going on with him and his experiences. So, you know, that will be a part of this show as well. So, you know. Let me, I, I'm going to interrupt you. Let me introduce my partner, okay. Phil. Let's say, well, I, you know what? We didn't. You, you're also married, right? Um, would you get... The, no, I, I just want to make sure they know the full time. Greg. We're going to run out of time just doing introductions. They I'm married the... to a wonderful woman yes. named Linda Coach Roz, Mrs. Coach Roz. I've got a, a daughter, Katie, that is a soccer player uh, who played at Notre Dame College, and I'm unbelievably proud of her. And so we're a, we're a sports family, and... Uh, very much like yours. So now I get to yeah, enough about that. My partner, Phil, who does worldwide work with orphans across the world, is a published author and has a heart the size of a giant. And I just, every day that I know you, um, I just have more admiration for you. Now, there won't be any evidence of that in any moving forward in these say. podcasts. I got, I said it one time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep going back to that. I'm just going to loop it. I'm going I'm to go to sleep with that over and over and over again. I'll, I'll play it for my wife as well to <laughs> show her that at least some people think that way. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you said I, 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 I am a husband. Um, we talked about this a little bit in the trailer, but I'm a husband. I have five kids, uh, ranging at this at the time of recording from nine to nineteen. One is in college right now. She's playing in college. We are a uh, family full of the, as I call it, the real football players. Um, your daughter chose the proper football to play, but you know we'll talk more about that as we, we will as do we that out over yeah. over the episodes. So, yeah. So that that'll be fun. I'm sure. I'm sure everyone's going to love that. Um, but uh, so yeah, I've I have coached. Um, I you know first of all I played for for years. You know since I was four I played played soccer, played football, played baseball, pretty much any sport that was a sport I wanted to play and tried it if I if I had it in my backyard. I grew up in Southern California, so unfortunately rugby was not there yet because I think I really would have enjoyed rugby. And when I got to Vanderbilt to go to law school, the rugby club sought me, they ran, they almost tackled me on the quad because they asked if I played rugby. Because if you saw me, if you're watching the video and you can see, I don't know if you can even see my build, but... I kind of have a rugby build, short, stocky, really big legs, um, big, you know, rear end. And I've been asked to look at your legs, your rear end. Yes. I didn't say to look at it. You did too. You said, if you look at it. Oh, I did say that. That's true. Yeah, so, I choose well, not to. Yes, we're audio. We're on audio, but I, I'm just letting you know that to to share that I do love every sport. Yeah. So we will be talking about a lot of different things, and these these principles will apply to right. any sport. That's kind of what we're getting at yes. there. So I played a bunch of different sports. I, I love sports. It's always been a part of my life. It's a huge passion, which is why I love this because it's so – these ideas of integrity and character and – and, you know, uh, leadership, you know, and I just, they've always been a huge part of how I train up my kids, how I train, you know, in my home, when I'm coaching, I, I currently coach at uh, a high school, a local high school here in Northern California, uh, the, the girls soccer program. I've been a 
been an assistant coach there for for a long time. And as you said, uh, you know, I've I've been incorporating the DISC model of human behavior into that team. We're going to talk about that in future episodes as mm-hmm. well on how the different personalities to be able to connect with the kids individually rather than just coaching everyone the same as as you would be coached because if you've coached for any time at all and you're you have any eq you know that if you don't know that then you really need to understand that and learn that so absolutely you need to be listening these next few episodes but i think what this really this show if you know coaches share this with them if you are a coach Really listen and be a part of it. Share it with your coaching staff. So you guys can really incorporate these different ideas and different principles into it. So I think that, you know, my background is, like I said, I'm a sports guy. I'm a coach. Um, I also have been working the last 12 years in the nonprofit, uh, in the nonprofit world, leading an organization. Um, I did have the honor of writing a book with 15 co-authors. So that really was coaching that team as well. So there's different ideas and principles I'm a co I'm a co-host of the Think Orphan podcast, which you can you know find on Apple Podcasts as well if you're interested in in how to help orphan and vulnerable children around the world. And I uh, have just started um, at the, pretty much simultaneously this one another podcast called How Soccer Explains Leadership, which is really the other side of this, where we can take the principles that we're teaching and training up on in these games and these sports that we play, and we can use them. We can teach our kids how to use them in real life. Not that sports aren't real life, but I think yep. in, in, the, in the world outside of sport. Practical right? application. Absolutely. <laughs> how can we use this in our parenting? How can we use this in our leadership of organizations? How can we use this in our, in our schools if we're in leadership positions there? So those are all the things that I'm, I absolutely am excited to be able to share in the midst, in the midst of these, these podcasts. And, and also, you know, one of the big parts of this is we want, you know, we can't do this well, we can do this. We can record stuff, but it won't be effective if you out there are, are not listening, engaging, asking us questions, having a conversation with us. So we're going to have a Facebook group. We're going to be able to, you know, get emails. Uh, and, and then Greg has uh, playmakers.org. Is that right? Or play- mm-hmm. Yeah. So playmakers.org. The playmakers. The playmakers.org. Playmakers.org. Um, you know, these are things we should probably talk about before we record as far as your website but theplaymakers.org you go there and you can find out all the information about what greg's doing and uh and yeah so we'll get we'll get into all that later on too but i just want to make sure you're aware of that that we expect not expect we hope that you'll want to be a part of this and that you will engage the conversation well beyond just listening to this um doing whatever you're doing you know phil one of the things that excites me is is um, you're podcast veteran and I'm a podcast rookie, but as I've been listening to podcasts and there's certainly some good ones, it seems like a lot of podcasts are just over complimentary exchanges of information between a couple of people, uh, the host and the co-host. And what I'm excited about this podcast is that you and I are committed to providing tools. I mean, we're, we're playing and bantering with each other uh, here to begin with, and you're going to quickly get that you and I are friends, and and we um, uh, we enjoy sarcasm, and we enjoy uh, again playing with each other. But our goal is is that at the conclusion of each of these podcasts, there is a usable tool that, as a coach, you can go. I can implement that at my next practice session. Yep. It's not about the books that we've written. 
It's not about our lectures. It's about this is for a coach that if they're willing to learn, if they're willing to go, I don't yet have all of the answers. And you and I know we coaches think we're the smartest guys in the world, right? Um <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, in some things. Yeah, how many? How I'm many, reminded every day by my five kids and wife that uh, I'm not, though. Yeah, so I guess yeah, you know. Right. But but if but if a coach will listen to this and and be receptive to just some things that are going to be a little bit new and a little bit out of the box, you can leave with a tool that you can implement mm-hmm. that a parent is going to thank you for yeah. years from now. That's why I think this is important. Absolutely. And so I think that that's a good segue into a lot of the goals that we have for this this podcast. And really the idea, and we've talked about this a few times, but it's really to train up coaches and parents to, to reverse the, the trends that we have in sports. I mean, you, you go, if you just go, we could go down the list, we could talk about it all day. The list was probably longer than we have time for today. But the ideas of, you know, kids are burning out like crazy. Kids are leaving sports because they're just they're they've been beaten down by coaches, whether mentally or actually right. physically. Sometimes, yeah. right? Unfortunately, you know we have pay to play systems. You know, in these elite sports, that you know it's not the elite athletes; it's the elite of our society that are able yeah. to afford it. And yeah. because it's become a business, you have a lot of the people that are not giving scholarships to the kids who are able, you know, who aren't able to pay. You have embezzlement at the highest levels. I mean, as you challenge me, you're like, and it's in your book too, just Google embezzlement youth sports. And, you know, there'll be hit after hit after hit. Well, and, and, and let me drill into that a little bit deeper. So, so if you're really listening, what Phil just said is, Google embezzlement in youth sports and go a little step further, add your city to that. Embezzlement in youth sports, Sacramento, or any city, and watch what comes up. Or abuse of referees. Those are the type of things that we're going to cut into and offer solutions. It's one thing to say, oh my gosh, isn't isn't that terrible? But what if, what if we offered solutions right. that the coach has the ability to implement? Yep. That's, to me, that's positive. That's progress. Absolutely. You know, and, and I think the other things that we, that we talk, that we will talk more about is the win at all cost mentality, ah, right? You know, yeah. the idea of, you know, that regardless of the impact on the players, you know, it's just about, about wins and losses. Yep. That's it. Or, you know, and what that leads to oftentimes are, you know, kid gets a concussion, and you say, well, we, we got to hide that concussion so they can play again, right? You know, or yeah. whatever it is, right? There's these different things that, that go against the idea of actually helping these kids to be the best human beings that they can be. Yeah. And that after sport, they will be men and women of character, of integrity. They will be able to go out and just be citizens that are leaders in their communities. What, what, if, what if as they left the sport... At whatever age they did, Mm -hmm. they said, first and foremost, I love that sport. Right. Second, I loved the coach that coached me. And third, I actually learned to love myself because of the opportunities that that team and that coach provided for me in serving others and giving myself away. What if they accomplished, I love the game, I love my coach. And I love myself. And my soapbox is nobody will listen more 
then then they will listen to that coach if that coach is properly trained. Yep. So that's the area that I want to. Those are the areas I want to dig into. Yeah, absolutely. And I, so I think this is this is for as much for the parents of kids <laughs> as it is for the coaches to be listening to this podcast because I think as I say to like in men's ministry, if I'm doing a men's ministry at, at my church and I'm, I'm talking to the men and I'll say and I'll talk to the women and I'll say you know you need to listen to this stuff as much as the men do because you need to hold your men accountable. Right, and I think that the parents too need to hold the coaches accountable for this. So if you're not seeing what we're talking about on this on this show, you need to hold those coaches accountable to it in the proper way. Yep. Don't you know? Don't get me wrong. Don't go. You know, as a coach, I don't want parents telling me how to do my stuff. No, no, but no. if I see a coach doing things and saying things to my kids that aren't you know pro- appropriate and proper, and they're not making it, it's not about oh everything's about fun. No, I'm going to be the first one to say you better push my kid to be the best they can be in that sport too. If, if, you're, if they're on that field and they've chosen to do that, they need to be the best they, they can be because that's, you know, assuming the level is that, sure. right? You know, no. if you're just at rec four-year-old, that's not what we're talking about yep. here. But if they're doing it in a way that is demeaning and is, is tearing them down and is, is just awful... Which, you know, and, and I say that and I know that people listening right now, I know in your head you have people that you're thinking of. <laughs> when you, you know it when you see it. Oh. And if we allow that to go, if we allow the administrations in these organizations to do what they've been doing and to, to really ruin sports and require coaches to do different certain things, then we're just as much at fault as the, as the coaches themselves. We're going we're gonna, to, again, in future episodes, we're going to talk about this. But, Phil, how many times have you had your group, your, your group of players in front of you and you're giving them a talk, but you are talking on purpose right over their heads and you're talking directly mm. to mom and dad, mm-hmm. but you're delivering it to yeah. a kid mess, th- sure. to the kids. So much is training and conditioning the yeah. parents Absolutely. that there's that that there's a a little bit of a weaning process yeah, here. Sure. Weaning process. And, and and again we're gonna get into No, all and that's the other of side that. of it. My that's gosh, the other side of yeah. it, right? So you have on the one side you have the the coaches and their responsibility. On the other side, you have the coaches that also need to coach the parents because how many times have you heard, I mean I've heard it with seven year olds where the parents are talking about, oh, this is the team that you need to play for to get a scholarship to Stanford. And I just want to smack him across the face. Now, I, I don't condone violence, and I never would do that. But You'd get a yellow card. You want to basically just go to and go, first of all, does your kid even like the game? <laughs> Second of all, I'm not, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but I'm watching your kid play. You need raw talent <laughs> and the training. And, you know, I, I just don't see it, right? And, and I, you know, as any coach out there has seen those parents. So I'm saying that it's, it's this whole package. So as parents, I mean, as coaches... I'm both a coach and a parent, so I'm sure coaches have said things about me that I've sure. overstepped at some point or whatever, and I know that you've had those experiences as well, right? And so we're not perfect parents. We're not perfect coaches, but we're going to share with you the lessons that we've learned and, and, and the things that have worked for us. And what we would absolutely love to see is for you to share those same things with us yeah. because we're continually learning but we want to put this out there so that it will, you know, it's not starting the conversation, but it will actually put some intentionality to the conversation that has been out there. And, and my gosh, let's just begin to cast a vision of what could this look like? Think of the thousands of kids that are participating in youth sports 
and the hundreds of youth coaches that if properly trained and directed and everybody pulling in the same direction, imagine what we could do with character, community service, serving others, empathy, all of the things that those kids will listen to because they want to play that sport at that time. That, That literally gives me goosebumps. Absolutely. And I, and I think we've talked about this too. If we can train up coaches to coach on these areas, if we ourselves can do it and model it as well. I mean, if we, we've talked about this, where you have youth and high school coaches that actually are sending and delivering the right message on those things you were talking about, on empathy, on character, on the you know, treatment of women for the, for the men, right? Yeah. Um, on on self-respect for women too, right? For the identity issues, right? The oh. identity is so critical. And as you talked about, so many of these kids are at risk that we're working with. Um, you know, serving others, education, you know, the importance of education, respecting others, all these things that so unfortunately in our communities, in our society have, you know, have gone by the wayside a lot of times. I teach at the university level and I see kids that, you know, the women get offended if the men opens, man opens up a door for them. Because I could do that. Of course you could do it. That's not the point. So, but if they teach that, then the coaches and administrators also live out those qualities. So they are actually mentoring it in words and action. You mean it raises the bar of character across the board right. where we all are playing at a, at, a, at a higher integrity level? Absolutely. And then the teams have a culture of that, right? And so the students... I mean, the, the, the students or the players, they're actually starting to enforce it themselves and teach it and train it amongst themselves. And, and then when you start seeing the alumni of these programs acting it out and teaching it themselves when they're coaching yep. and doing it themselves when they're coaching. so And every, everything that you're mentioning here, Phil, we are going to give you living examples of where that is being played out, how it is being coached, there's no theory here to what we're doing. Yeah. Everything has an example to it. Well, there is theory, but there's also the practice. Exactly. We're going to give you both. Yep. We're going to give you both on the show. So without any more from us today, because we're going to wrap it up right now, because next episode we're going to have Harrison Phillips. He's going to be talking about these, these, all, most of these things we've talked about because he did write that book with you. Yep. And he has experienced both sides of it. And we're going to be able to dig into that with Harrison next time. So very much looking forward to... Uh, to continuing this conversation with you guys. Episode one in the books. I am so excited. Thanks, Phil. Yep. And thank you all out there. We very much look forward to continuing this conversation with you guys online and, um, and on, this, uh, on this podcast. So thanks a lot. Have a great week.